Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Listen to me. Listen as clear as you can possibly listen. Do not trust anyone in government. Do not trust anybody in government. Nothing they're doing, they're doing because of the reasons they're telling you they're doing. All of a sudden yesterday, oh my gosh, there's a Russia threat. We're all going to die. I'm not telling you there's no Russia threat. I'm not telling you we should gaff it off. Let me be clear. I'm just telling you the motives for people telling you there's a big threat from Russia yesterday are not what you think today's show is going to blow your freaking doors off. It all goes back to Ukraine, their role in the Spygate thing, and the Clintons' role in a major technology transfer to Russia. Russia, I thought we hated Russia. They hate them now. They didn't hate them before. By the way, something funny happened yesterday, too. What's the worst thing you can call me, Chatsters, you know? Anyone know? Guess? <laughs> don't ever call me a journalist. It's a, it, it, don't, just don't insult me. Don't insult me like that. <laughs> don't laugh, Joe. No one knows you're here yet. I'll get, we'll get to that in a second. Hey, you heard me talk about how important it is to have a VPN to protect your online privacy, especially now. Choosing a VPN you trust is equally as important. Now, listen, I only recommend brands to my listeners I believe in and I use. We have that luxury here. ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. Here's why I use it. Number one, ExpressVPN doesn't log your activity online. They even developed a technology called Trusted Server. Makes the VPN servers incapable that they have of storing any data at all. Two, Speed. ExpressVPN uses Lightway, a new VPN protocol they engineered to make user speed super fast. ExpressVPN is always blazing fast. Let's me stream videos in HD quality with zero buffering. And the last thing, super easy to use. You don't need any technical skills to set it up. Folks, I can do it. Not super tech savvy myself. I use it no problem. Fire up the app, tap a button just like this. That's it. Business Insider, The Verge, and other tech journals rate ExpressVPN, the number one VPN in the world. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Go today. Joe, no time to waste. Big show. Let's get going. It's showtime, Dano. All set, ready to go, baby. So this happened yesterday on Twitter. Did you see this? I was trending all day because of my show yesterday, where thanks to the great reporting of Taibi Schellenberger and Gutentag, we blew the freaking doors off the whole scandal to take down Trump. Dan Bongino trending on X, formerly Twitter, as a journalist. Someone was <laughs> trying to insult me last night. So uh, whoever did it, I don't know if that was left, you did your job. I am, in fact, not a journalist. I believe in honest investigative reporting. Please don't ever call me a journalist. Folks, I'm going to throw a tweet up uh, that came out, a message, I should say, from the Republican majority whip in the House of Representatives, just so we're clear who this guy Emmer is. Emmer's the whip, uh, meaning he's the one who goes out and makes sure you vote how they need you to vote. This came out yesterday. It was really weird. They're getting ready to reauthorize the ability to spy on you without a warrant. And as Emmer put out in this account, yeah, they're, they're going to look at that. They're advising that this bill is no longer expected to be considered in the House this week. So strange. So strange. It's like people started asking questions the minute the whole Spygate thing cracked yesterday again. And now they're all nervous that Americans aren't going to like the fact that they're getting spied on by government entities without a warrant. Trust no one, man. Trust absolutely no one in government. Nothing is what it seems anymore, folks. I'm going to get to these stories in a second. I'm going to tell you what they all have in common, but I want to make sure you understand that the I'm going to release to you some new information, information I've had for a long time, um, been authorized to let it out. But 
pursuant to the great reporting about the CIA running a spy op on Donald Trump uh, that was basically confirmed by Taibbi Guntag and Schellenberger yesterday. They have a follow-up, which I'll get to in a minute. Folks, this operation, I, I don't know if I've told you this before in this amount of detail. This Five Eyes operation, the CIA operation to spy on Trump, which has been all over the news. Waters was talking about it last night. It was on Fox. Maria Bartiromo was on this morning talking about it. And a lot of wonderful reporters have covered this for a long time. Again, when you don't care about the credit, it doesn't matter. Anyone out there, feel free to take this information. You don't have to cite me. or I don't really care. I'm not interested. All I'm interested in the truth getting out there. Here's an angle to the Schellenberger reporting. I reported on a while ago, but I've never told you in this level of detail. The Brennan operation, along with Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, to spy on Donald Trump from my source a long time ago, ladies and gentlemen, was being run. The focal point of it was the CIA in London. And the CIA in London, their chief of station at the time was who? Gina Haspel. Gina Haspel. Some people are, are, are Googling that name right now, especially the lefties who use Google. Gina Haspel, like, holy shit, she's the CIA director now. Yes, she is. So let me just say, I'm not suicidal. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, I love life. It's great. I'm kidding. Not really. No, I'm kidding. Maybe not. I'm okay. Someone comes knocking at my door and I disappear. I'm just saying. Gina Haspel was the chief of station in London. When John Brennan was running this international spying push-pull operation against Donald Trump. I remember. Push-pull. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. So Schellenberger, in his uh, piece in public, this is their uh, blog, put this out last night. Schellenberger, Taibbi, and Gutentag, they all deserve credit. Great story. He talks about dating back to the Nunes memo, the Devin Nunes memo that exposed this whole thing. They note that dating back to the release of the Nunes memo in 2018, exposing the corruption of the FISA process, senior intelligence officials, including Trump's CIA director, Gina Haspel, have repeatedly blocked attempts to declassify information about the Trump-Russia investigation. They had good reason to obstruct the release of these documents. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, what he's saying is this spying operation very simply was being run on Donald Trump, that there is a series of binders or papers that describe what happens, and there's a football going on right now with them. Who has them? Where are the missing papers? This is like, you ever see Pulp Fiction where they run around, they open the chest and they see the gold. They don't know what's in there. They see this gold light. Where is the MacGuffin? Where are these papers that describe this operation? This is all you need to know right now. Does Trump have them? Does the FBI have them? Does Langley have them? Where's the damn papers? And folks, how the hell did Gina Haspel get to be the CIA director under Trump and into Biden's administration? When someone on the inside knew she was running this op with John Brennan through the CIA's London office. I've got the receipts in a second. Chatsters, what am I asking right now? Any of you guys in the room know where I'm going with this? Someone on the inside was effing over Trump big time. Somebody secreted her into the CIA spot. And you notice everybody was so, oh, yeah, this is under, this is under Trump. Gina Haspel was running. She was the chief of station in London when this entire op was being run out of London. Don't you find it weird that Hillary Clinton and the team who were like, hey, we've got this dossier saying Trump's a Russian spy. Don't you find it weird that the guy who produced the dossier, Christopher Steele, was operating in where? 
London. It seems weird a little bit. Even Pee-wee thinks so. Why? Maybe because she had some contacts with these people. Remember the whole Papadopoulos incident? London. Who told Donald Trump to put Gina Haspel in there as head of the CIA? Now, you may be saying if you're a never-Trumper, anti-Trumper, hate-Trumper, whatever. Well, he should vet his people better. Oh, fair. We have, fine. We can talk about that another day. That's not the question I'm asking right now. The question I'm asking right now is who the f- told him to put uh, Gina Haspel in at the CIA? And why, don't you find it awfully convenient that Gina Haspel is still there now? So Joe Biden, who absolutely hates Donald Trump with the deepest of darkest passions you've ever seen in your life, still has Donald Trump's CIA director? What the f- does that tell you? You think she's on our team? Team America? World police? I said it was a push-pull operation being run out of CIA London with the oversight of John Brennan at the CIA to F over Donald Trump. What do I mean? Very simple. They wanted to frame Donald Trump as a Russian spy. They pushed a bunch of people, intelligence operatives around the world. They pushed a bunch of people in front of Trump and his team that they thought they could say were connected to the Russians. And then they had the dopey management of the FBI pull the information out and they were like, Hey, guys, look at this. Look, this is unbelievable. We got Trump meeting with Trump's people, meet with all these Russians. You guys should go get a Pfizer warrant. And the FBI was like, (laughs) yeah, man, let's do it. Okay. Here's a great man, Sean Davis. You know him? If you don't, you should. This guy is a, I mean, an absolutely shit hot actual reporter who knows exactly what he's doing. He writes over at The Federalist. Here he is on Tucker Carlson show, formerly on Fox, now on the Tucker Carlson network, telling you exactly what I'm telling you, that you know what's really weird? When this MacGuffin of papers that we now don't know where it is, this is what Schellenberger's reporting is about. Who has it? Was the Mar-a-Lago raid to get the papers back that described this whole thing? Is this like National tre- that National Treasure movie? Or where's the MacGuffin, folks? Where we'll call it the binder. I'm not talking about Corinne Jean-Pierre, hat tip Jesse Wood. Where is the binder? It's the only question you need to know right now. The binder, all of that information is in there. Where the f- is the binder? And who made it go away? Listen to Sean Davis on Fox and you tell me. This isn't just a scandal about Democrat projection. This is a scandal about what was a coup planned against the incoming administration at the highest levels. And and I can report here tonight that these declassifications that have come out, uh, those weren't easy to get out. And there's, in fact, far more waiting to get out. Unfortunately, uh, those releases and declassifications, according to multiple sources I've talked to, are being blocked by CIA director Gina Haspel, who herself was the uh, main link between Washington and London as the London station chief for John Brennan's CIA during the 2016 election. Recall it was London where Christopher Steele was doing all this work. And I'm told that it is Gina Haspel personally who's blocking uh, continued declassification of these documents that will show the American people the truth of what actually happened. Mm. Mm. Who told Trump to make her the CIA director? 
Was she doing all the wet work? Was she the cleanup operation? Certainly appears so. She's still the CIA director. So strange Biden would keep her on board. Got rid of just about everyone else in the Trump orbit except her. Except her and Christopher Wray. Weird. So strange. I'd like you to read this Fox News article, Sam Chamberlain, back from 2018. It's about Peter Stroke. You know, he was one of the FBI agents with a big role in Spygate. But I want to read this part to you because it's super important. Peter Stroke had a boss. His name is frequently left out of a lot of this. He basically makes an appearance in all three of my books on the matter. By the way, thank you to all who blew the book up. It was a top, I think, 50 book on Amazon, which is crazy considering it's been out four years. But I appreciate that. No need to. You can get it from the library. It's cheaper. Uh, Bill Priestep. Bill Priestep is a name you need to know. This is an article from 2018. Bill Priestep, outside of Jim Comey, is the most important person in the FBI on this entire effort to spy on Donald Trump and engage in this political setup to frame him as a Russian asset and then to have the FBI pull it out and present it to a FISA court. Priestep's a key figure in this whole thing. Bill Priestep, they noted in 2018, was interviewed Tuesday as part of an ongoing joint investigation by the House. Priestep was Peter Stroke's supervisor and oversaw both the Russia and Clinton investigations. Holy shit, this guy seems really important. Why don't more people know who he is? Here's the kick in the balls, man. Get your cups on. The lawmaker described Priestep as a very cooperative witness, but added that unanswered questions remained about Priestep's overseas travel. So weird. He's super cooperative, Joe, but he just doesn't want to answer this one question about overseas travel. What is it? One line of questioning Tuesday concerned a trip to Lon- London by Bill Priestep in May of 2016 and whether it was connected to the Russia case. Oh, the trip was referenced by Peter Stroke in a May text message to the FBI lawyer, Lisa Page, that said Bill would be, quote, back from London next week. He was in you London mean Peter for a Strzok, week. Good old ferret face. That's, he said that? Oh, my, that's awful. That's awful. Someone confiscate the AI voice generator from Joe before he gets himself <laughs> hurt, please. Great. Go back to that on Fox. Go back to that. He was in London for a week in May of 2016. And it's funny. Everybody says he was so cooperative, but he just doesn't want to talk about that trip to London. To London where Gina Haspel was the CIA station chief in London as John Brennan was running an international operation to frame Donald Trump as a Russian asset in conjunction with our chief of station and our London CIA London. So strange. Gina Haspel's still in there. And there's a little, there's a little like MacGuffin out there, binder full of stuff that no one wants you to see. Now, let me tell you something. The extent of this operation being run out of CIA London from a source. And this is the part CIA London's involvement again is not new. Here's what I got from a source that I've never disclosed before. I'm going to let you know about today. This information had to be cleaned. It had to be laundered. That's why I've always referred to this. And that's why I'm referring to it again today as an information laundering operation. Why? Because if John Brennan told the FBI I got this information from Hillary Clinton's fake source, Christopher Steele. The FBI would have been laughed out of court. So they had to pretend and they had to assign the information to sources. Folks, it's really critical you understand this. This is the part that's going to kind of eat your lunch a little bit. But if you don't understand this, you're not going to understand how this works. 
Yesterday, I described how Brennan flushed this information down various pipes so that 20, 30 different people would go to the FBI with the same thing. But here's the kicker. None of the information could have any official fingerprints on it. Do you understand why? Because it was fake. The Five Eyes intelligence partners we used to set up Trump, UK, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, the partners, whatever role they all had. We know the UK was involved here, the GCHQ, their spy outlet over there. They did not want any official part of this. Do you understand that? You need to get this. There are no official communications through five eyes indicating any of this, which is strange because CNN and everyone else reported that the British were handing us information about Trump's contact with the Russians. I need you to understand this information was all laundered through the GCHQ and the CIA office in London. I don't think I put that out there before. I'm reasonably confident I have. I haven't. The CIA and Gina Haspel knows everything. Folks, the question today is how the hell is Gina Haspel still in charge of the CIA? And what does Gina Haspel know? Folks, John Ratcliffe, who's a friend, hat tip fool Nelson, by the way, another great reporter on this. So many people online who've done such amazing work on this who deserve just mounds of credit. Turn me on to this article from 2020. I saw in this thing today. Trump's spy chief releases a new batch of Russia documents to the Justice Department. Oh, look, here's the MacGuffin, Joe. Apparently, people were so upset, a career prosecutor resigned from the Durham investigation and prompted Democrats to call for an emergency investigation. Holy shit, are they afraid of the MacGuffin, the binder? What does Gina Haspel know about the binder? Where is the binder? I'm sure, Gina has a copy. Axios notes, here's what they're saying. In response to reporting, John Ratcliffe, who used to be our director of national intelligence under Trump, and by the way, one of the good guys, confirmed in a statement to Axios, quote, at my direction, the DNI has provided almost 1,000 pages of materials, sounds like the MacGuffin, to the DOJ in response to John Durham, the special investigator's document request, including a new batch, including a new batch. Did I say that twice? Including a new batch that DOJ lawyers are now able to view immediately. Sounds like those DOJ lawyers tried to stop this thing from coming out. Looks like the MacGuffin to me, lad. (laughs) That was not the AI, Jenna. That was actually, that was Joe's, his his cerebral cortex generating uh, voices. And he does quite well, by the way. I just want you to think about what I just told you. Don't trust anyone. Your government is effing you over. They have all of this. They know about the whole thing. It was all being run through CIA London. The information was being laundered through Gina Haspel's CIA station in London. It was being laundered. It was being given, uh, it was being worked with, with GCHQ, the United Kingdom, and the Australians. And it was all a setup. The George Papadopoulos downer meeting was a setup. The George Papadopoulos misfit meeting was a setup. It was all a setup. This was all an op from day one, the whole thing. And the MacGuffin is still out there. Now, I'm not even done. This is, that's just part one. That wasn't actually even in the origins of the show today. As Tony can tell you, it came up this morning when I got thinking about if I should disclose the CIA London being knee deep and in the money law, in the information laundering op. But again, on the trust no one front, I'm going to show you a tweet and a video. And I want to show you what this all has in common in relationship to this Spygate thing breaking yesterday. And it's all tied to that Emmer thing too. Everything they're doing is not for the reason they're telling you. 
Folks, you might disagree, but look, things aren't as dismal as they seem. There's a point. Your family, your future, everything, you deserve a chance. Get prepared. Get prepared today. I'm telling you my go-to site for everything from water filtration to survival seeds to power. My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supplies help millions of American families prepare for the uncertain future. I need you to start preparing today. Here's the basics. First, get with this, uh, this four-week emergency food kit. Get one for every member of your family. It has a bunch of food and drink varieties. There'll be no food boredom. It has 2,000 calories per kit. And calories are what? Survival in an emergency. Listen, I, Russia thing yesterday, there's a lot going on there. But there is some element of truth to what people are trying to plan. So be prepared. And then you don't have to panic. It's, these meals are sealed inside ultra-durable packaging that last up to 25 years in storage. Stock up on all the food kits your family needs at MyPatriotSupply.com. Get each four-week uh, four food kit for $60 off and get free shipping. Protect yourself, protect your family, protect your friends, your neighbors. Start preparing at MyPatriotSupply.com. Turn them on to it, too. You should all be prepared. MyPatriotSupply.com. Do it today. Don't wait, especially after the emergency happens. There'll be nothing left. So let me just ask you a question, because sometimes questions work better than assertions, right? Pretty much all the time. What do these things have in common? I want to go to this Obama tweet first. Barack Obama rarely uses his Twitter account. Rarely. I mean, go look at it. You can see it yourself. Or X, I'm sorry. His X account. He'll occasionally throw a tweet out there. Joe's great. But it's rare. So all of a sudden, right, we have this Ukraine funding. And Barack Obama, who did jack shit for Ukraine, I'll show you in a second how CNN themselves had to admit Obama didn't really do much to protect Ukraine. Russia's been invading them for eons now. Now, all of a sudden, Barack Obama, who rarely posts, quote tweets Joe Biden about NATO and Ukraine funding, and Obama just pops up on February 14th, which by my count is yesterday, and he says, President Biden's right. Last thing we need right now is a world more chaotic and less secure where dictators feel emboldened and our allies wonder if they can count on us. Let's keep moving forward. This is a push for more Ukraine funding, which again is super strange because Obama didn't give a shit about Ukraine before when he let his buddy there, Joe Biden, who he's quote tweeting, go and milk through his son for what, $80,000 a month? Didn't seem to care much then. He sent them some blankets, some food, night vision goggles and stuff. He didn't want to send them any, any lethal weapons that would have made a difference. But now all of a sudden he cares so much about Ukraine funding when the bills are. That's so weird. That's so strange. And then as Barack Obama, you want to talk about a uniparty if there ever was one? And why, again, nothing right now is as it seems. That story comes out about the Russia death weapon. Tom Emmer's like, we're pulling the spying bill. Barack Obama's like, give Ukraine money. Why is this all happening? This report popped yesterday, too. This is Jackie Heinrich from Fox saying, hey, man, listen, that warning about the Russian death weapon, it's about some like deadly space thing. Here, look at this. They confirmed to me that this uh, has to do with a threat related to space. Uh, we already have from our other sourcing um, that there has been reporting on the Hill uh, that sources here have confirmed is in the ballpark, uh, which which is that it has to do with a an emerging capability from Russia that would be of grave seriousness, um, potentially, but that the threat is not immediate. Wow. Holy shit, fellas and ladies, we're all going to die. There's a deadly space weapon. He said he's got some intel. He's got a source. He's like, I did. Yes, he did. You told me. Stop pretending you didn't. He came in this morning. 
He's like, listen, man, I got a source. He said, he called, yeah, you did, stop lying. And he said, the source told me that this is the name of, you guys ready? Write this down. Here's the name of the deadly weapon. It's called the Death Star. The Death Star. Oh, oh, that's the plot. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. I'm sure key with the Star Wars. He's going to text things and tell me how great Rogue One is. It's called the Death Star. And I think Rogue One, like that's a central thing, the Death Star in there. Now, folks, this... I've, have I lost my Star Wars secret? I don't, don't mess with Star Wars and Guy. Guy's very serious about Star Wars. Listen, the Russians are a serious threat and no one should downplay it. They have nuclear weapons, folks. It's not fake. It's not a conspiracy theory. How many of them work? We don't know. So does the Chinese Communist Party. So do the North Koreans. I've told you before, be prepared, get ready. This is not funny. But I do find it tragically, and I mean tragically ridiculous, that yesterday, as this massive story breaks about the CIA spying on an American citizen and setting up the biggest political CIA, setting up the biggest political hit job of all time against Donald Trump with international partners, we get this thing, the major nationals, you're all going to die, the Death Star is coming. And everybody's like, holy shit, we're going to die. We better reauthorize that Ukraine uh, spending. And you better not pay attention to the Spygate stuff. That can't happen. And by the way, you better reauthorize spying too with the FISA bill. Nobody finds this weird. Oh, and then this happened just a few days before. A good man, Senator J.D. Vance in the great state of Ohio. Warns of an impeachment time bomb for Trump embedded in a foreign aid bill. Basically, in the foreign aid bill to Ukraine, there's a poison pill that basically you could possibly, possibly impeach Donald Trump if he gets elected next for pulling the foreign aid. Holy shit, man. These folks, listen, Ukraine's in a serious situation. I don't mean to sell it short and I'm not doing that at all. I'm just telling you, it's so strange how everybody is obsessed with Ukraine. It's amazing. We've got a growing China threat. Nobody gives a shit. Everybody's like, yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. Right? Trump talks about China. They're like, but everyone is obsessed with Ukraine. Why? Why? Part one was about CIA London. Now we get to part two. Why is everyone in the Republican and Democrat establishment so obsessed with money to Ukraine? Now, again, I want to be clear to be fair with you. There are probably some Republicans and Democrats who genuinely believe Ukraine's in a perilous situation. We should help them because if Russia wins, we'd be in trouble. They probably do believe that. I'm just here to tell you not all of them believe that. And some of these people are really interested in getting a Ukraine, that Ukraine have money because Ukraine, you ready? It's all for goodies. This is all happening in the shadow of this massive CIA scandal. And this battle over Ukraine funding right now, as you can see in the dreadful Associated Press, Biden warns of opposing Ukraine funding plays into Putin's hands, Putin's hands, but faces resistance in the House. Now, let me tie it together, okay? Because I got a half an hour to explain to you why everyone's obsessed with Ukraine and getting Ukraine money, because we got to keep people quiet in Ukraine, especially government leaders who have all the cookies. You know this guy, Jake Sullivan? Jake Sullivan is the national security advisor. He is probably top five most powerful people in the United States government right now. 
Jake Sullivan has Joe Biden's ear. Ladies and gentlemen, Jake Sullivan, did you know was knee deep in the CIA Hillary Clinton spying operation confirmed yesterday by the Schellenberger Taibbi reporting? Do you know Jake Sullivan was knee deep in that? What if I told you our national security advisor and our CIA director now were two key players, if not the two key players outside of Brennan, Hillary, and Obama in the frame operation to set up Donald Trump as a Russian agent using international intelligence uh, operatives? What if I, no, really? Jake Sullivan? You know, Jake Sullivan was the foreign policy advisor to Hillary Clinton's campaign in 2016 as they were setting up Donald Trump using international spy operations as a Russian agent. No. Yeah, look at the reporting from back in the day. Check this out. Fox News can confirm White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan is the foreign policy advisor mentioned in the indictment of Clinton campaign attorney Michael Sussman. Sussman was charged in September with lying to the FBI for failing to disclose his work for the Clinton campaign when he delivered information about alleged connections between Donald Trump and the Kremlin via a Russian bank. The information turned out to be false. According to the indictment, another campaign attorney exchanged emails with a foreign policy advisor, Sullivan, concerning the Russian bank allegations. There is no indication Sullivan is a target in the Durham probe. Fox News reached out to his office for comment, and we have yet to hear back. Wow, that's crazy. The National Security Advisor, the White House, that's so nuts. It's, he's, he's there now. He was the foreign policy advisor implicated in the DNC pipe of the information laundering operation John Brennan set up to set up Donald Trump. Remember I told you they flushed it down different pipes? Why? Why did they have to do that? Because I told you in the beginning of the show, the John Brennan CIA London operation to set up Donald Trump as a Russian agent was fake. So if they told the FBI it was fake, the FBI was never going to go in front of the FISA court. So they had to make it up and flush it down various pipes. Why not just flush it down the official pipe, the five eyes pipe, the five eyes, the five intelligence partners? They have pipes to do it. Why not? Because it was fake. And the Five Eyes partners wanted nothing to do with it officially. That's why. So one of the pipes they flushed it down wasn't the Five Eyes partner, it, a, a, a pipe. It was the DNC pipe. That's the pipe they're talking about with that lawyer and Jake Sullivan. That's the pipe they're talking about. There were tons of these pipes. None of them official because nobody wanted the stink of this on them. That's why they all wanted plausible deniability. What does Ukraine have to do with this? Folks, Jake Sullivan's really big on Ukraine right now. Think Ukraine might know something about this operation and Jake Sullivan? Folks, I get it, man. I'm not being dramatic. This show puts a target on a lot of us, all right? Not just me. And any of you think I'm making that up, I encourage you to watch yesterday's show where I showed you that there were emails out there about me and others who reported on this. Official government emails watching us. I'm not making any of that up. But the truth's got to get out there. What the hell did Gina Haspel and Jake Sullivan know? What's in that binder? And more importantly, what does Ukraine know? 
And does that have anything to do with their, all of a sudden, their love affair with Ukraine? All right, let me take a quick break. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you something that's going to blow your mind. I promise. I promise you haven't heard anywhere else unless you listened to the show years ago. It'll all make sense now, though, especially with the deadly Death Star weapon. Hey, you having trouble sleeping or staying asleep? Listen, if you are going to triage things for your health and your life, sleep is at the top, folks. There's no question about it. You know it's sleep, nutrition, exercise. That's the foundation. If you're not sleeping good, you're, you're just, you haven't optimized your life. You haven't. Sleep is so important to me. I monitor it. I have special pillows, everything. I have a problem getting to sleep. That's why I use Beam's Dream Powder. It's a hot cocoa for sleep that could transform your nights like it did for me. Today, my listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder. It's a science-backed hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Better sleep's never tasted better. It really is delicious. You know, other sleep aids, they can cause that next day grogginess. It's no good. Like, what's the point? You're going to wake up groggy from it. Dream contains a powerful, all-natural blend. And I always stop and say here, please look this stuff up. You don't need to take my word for it. This stuff works. Reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, apigenin, very powerful, and melatonin help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk and enjoy before bedtime. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash Bongino and use code Bongino at checkout. That's shopbeam.com slash Bongino and use code Bongino for up to 40% off. Oh, look at you, Gee. Look at this guy. You see that hand come out of the side? That was, I didn't even know. The Jace case too is our other sponsor. Thanks, Beam, by the way. I got a good night's sleep because you guys Folks, you know I'm all into preparedness. I said it before. What is this? This is my Jace case. You can see it right here. What's in it? What's in it is a bunch of life-saving antibiotics you're going to need in an emergency because I promise your pharmacy is not going to be open and they're probably going to loot it, which would be terrible. This is mine. My wife has one too. You know, a lot of these uh, antibiotics come from China overseas. If there was a supply chain disaster, these things would run out like that. Do not get caught unprepared. We get tons of questions about this. So I need you to remember the website. We get hundreds of emails every time I read this. Dan, what's that emergency antibiotic site? It's Jace, like vase with a J. Have a supply of water, food, and make sure you get these medications. Here's the part I want you to do right now. Start with the Jace case from Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of essential antibiotics, treats a long line of bacterial illnesses, UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections. These are things that could do real damage if you don't treat them. In an emergency, there ain't going to be somebody around. Visit jacemedical.com. Again, it's like vase with a J jacemedical.com to fill out a form for you and your family and review the terms. The form will be reviewed by a board certified physician. And if you're eligible, your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. Don't forget to use promo code Bongino at checkout for an extra discount. Again, jacemedical.com, jacemedical.com. Jace Medical's products are not intended to substitute for professional medical treatment or advice. Consult with your healthcare provider. Thanks, Jace Medical. Sniff the jet. It doesn't smell like anything. What do you think? It's blackout or something like that? We can sniff the cinnamon toast blackout. Yes. Now that's worth the sniff anytime. All right. Listen, back to the show. Important stuff. So the first half of the show, obviously, was about what the hell does the current CIA director and national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, what do they know about the MacGuffin? The answer is everything. They were running the op. Through CIA London, and Jake Sullivan was Hillary Clinton's foreign policy advisor as they set this up. Ladies and gentlemen, this has a huge nexus to Ukraine. Why are the Democrats all of a sudden engaged in this huge love affair with Ukraine where they're willing to sacrifice our own border to get money over to Ukraine? They didn't always feel that way. Here, I'll prove it to you right now. 
Uh, right now, here's CNN doing a fact check, which is kind of hilarious. This, I use CNN for a reason. It'll make sense in a second. They note Donald Trump once said that Obama gave Ukraine pillows and sheets while Trump was trying to make the point. Keep this up, please. Trump was trying to make the point that you guys think I'm doing a quid pro quo with Ukraine during the impeachment hoax thing. I'm the one who gave him lead delayed. Obama sent a bunch of quote pillows and sheets. Listen to the fact check where they basically confirm that Obama never provided lethal aid. Trump did. Here, I will read verbatim from CNN. The Democrats who love Ukraine now didn't love them then, quote, while it never provided lethal aid. Oh, really? Many of the items Obama did provide were seen as critical to Ukraine's military. It was a $250 million assistance package that the Trump uh, administration announced, froze and later unfroze, which included many of the same items provided under Obama, including medical equipment, night vision gear, and counter-artillery radar. Here's the second part. This is hilarious. They fact check. They say it's false. And then they basically, or they imply it's false. And they basically admit it's true. The Trump administration did approve, did approve the provision of arms to Ukraine, including sniper rifles, rocket launchers, and javelin anti-tank missiles, something long sought by Kiev. CNN themselves, ladies and gentlemen, did their own fact check and basically confirmed the gist of what Trump was saying. That the same Democrats, Obama, who was Obama's vice president, Joe? What was that guy's name again? Oh, uh, shit, I wasn't. Joe, Biden, Joe Biden, Biden, yes. Biden, That's so weird. Biden, Obama yeah. and Biden, and Biden was what on Ukraine? You guys remember? Oh, the point man. Yes, he was. That's why his son had a job there, but it's for another show. Biden, no, no, was literally Obama's point man in Ukraine. He was in charge. Obama and Biden cared so little about Ukraine that they basically sent them meals and night vision gear and almost no lethal weapons at all. Now, all of a sudden, we got to get them $100 billion or something over to Ukraine. Does it have anything to do with this? You remember this phone call here? First, you know what? Let me get to this political piece. Sorry, do I get out of order? Remember the Politico piece I showed you yesterday? Let's tie this together for you. Why do the Democrats love Ukraine all of a sudden, especially Joe Biden? Because they've got all the goods on Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen. Politico. 2017, folks, save this article before it disappears from the internet. Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire. Oh, really? Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump? Ukraine wanted to sabotage Trump? It's right there in the headline. They note that the president before Zelensky, by the way, was Poroshenko. President Poroshenko's administration, along with the Ukrainian embassy in Washington, insists that Ukraine stayed neutral in the race. They're like, we didn't go after Trump. Oh, really? Yet Politico's investigation found evidence of Ukrainian government involvement in the presidential race that appears to strain diplomatic protocol, dictating that governments refrain from engaging in one another's elections. Holy shit! Sounds to me like Politico, left-wing Politico, uncovered a massive scheme in Ukraine to take out Donald Trump prior to the election that their last president, Poroshenko, knew about. How do I know that? I just read to you what's in the darn report. Still there, by the way, hasn't been retracted. Why? Because it's true. Ukraine is central, key to this whole plot to take out Donald Trump. They got all the cookies, man. They were part of a plot to take out Trump, but wasn't Trump impeached over that? Couldn't they just have come in and say, hey, don't impeach this guy. He's right. We were involved in this. Yeah, but they didn't. Does it have anything to do with this? Remember this phone call? This is a phone recording you're only going to hear on this show and a few others. 
OANN and elsewhere. No one else will play this. This is Joe Biden on the phone with Poroshenko, the same former president of Ukraine, knee deep in this whole scandal to take out Trump. Why? Why were they involved? Because Joe Biden was holding up a massive loan to Ukraine, for a massive international loan to Ukraine. He himself was holding up until they fired a prosecutor that was looking into what was going on with his kid and George Soros and others. It's all in my book, Follow the Money. You can read it yourself. Here's the actual recorded phone call of this whole thing that the Democrats, again, they don't want you to know anything about. Listen to this. To me, that uh, um, uh, there is a new government and a, uh, a new prosecutor general, uh, I am prepared to do a public signing of the commitment for the billion dollars. Despite of the fact that we don't have any corruption charges, we don't have any information about he doing something wrong, I especially asked him, no, it was the day before yesterday, I especially asked him to resign. Congratulations on installing the new prosecutor general. It's going to be critical. Uh, for him to work quickly to repair the damage Chokin did. And I'm a man of my word. I, um, and that now that the new prosecutor general's in place, we're ready to move forward in signing that new $1 billion loan guarantee. You haven't seen that anywhere? So strange. Hat tip New York Post for that, by the way. That's real. Why aren't you hearing that? So the same president who's in charge of Ukraine, when Ukraine was involved in the Brennan, Hillary, Clinton, Obama operation to frame and take out Donald Trump. The same president who's in charge is on tape firing a prosecutor, looking into basically all this stuff. The whole first chapter of my book is called Insane in Ukraine. It's about this whole thing. The, no, no, it's, it's amazing how no one reports on this because they're so afraid. Because they're afraid. You know, what he, you know what they're afraid of? You want to be straight with you? A lot of mainstream media outlets and even some, you know, supposedly conservative cable news outlets. Here's what they're afraid of. They don't want to look callous to the suffering of Ukraine. I'm not callous to that at all. That's very real. The, what the Russians are doing over there is inexcusable. If Ukraine stopped fighting, there'd be no Ukraine. If Russia stopped fighting, there'd be peace over. That's just a fact. However, that's a totally separate matter from this very real corruption. And the Democrats, who didn't give a shit about Ukraine, sent night vision goggles and blankets. Now, all of a sudden, want to send $100 billion. And conveniently, the guy who wants to send it is Joe Biden, who's on tape with what appears to be a bribery blackmail scandal with the former president of Ukraine. Who agrees to fire the prosecutor. And by the way, when I started reporting on that, that's precisely when the Ukrainian embassy over there, led by Marie Ivanovich, George Kent and others, started watching me and others. Yep. Joe was with me when we were reporting on that. They were watching me as I was reporting on that. Gorka, Hannity, and others too. Folks, I'm pretty sure I'm, we're on a couple of lists. Now you see why Biden all of a sudden has to keep Ukraine quiet? They could blow up everything. The impeachment hoax, the CIA plot to take them down with Hillary and Obama. They know everything. Matter of fact, 
Poroshenko, the former Ukrainian president prior to Zelensky, and believe me, Zelensky knows everything too. The fact that he did not defend Trump during the impeachment scandal is an atrocity. An atrocity. He played the wrong card. Poroshenko, the president, after Trump won and shocked everyone, he didn't think it was going to happen. Biden was telling him, don't worry, Hillary's going to win, no problem. Here, Politico, screenshot number two. Same piece about the Ukrainian effort to screw Trump over before the election. President Poroshenko is scrambling to alter that dynamic, recently signing a $50,000 a month contract with a well-connected Republican-linked Washington lobby firm to set up meetings with U.S. government officials to strengthen U.S.-Ukrainian relations. Now you see where the uniparty comes in? I generally hate that term because it's there are a lot of good Republicans left. There are almost no good Democrats. However, in this case, it's true. Poroshenko said, holy shit, we played the wrong card. We went all in with Biden, Obama, and Hillary. Trump won. What the hell do I do now? So what does he do? He goes out and hires a $50,000 a month GOP lobbying firm. And next thing you know, everybody's wearing Ukraine pins. Nobody finds this weird. Folks, your government is never telling you the truth. If you really believe we should be sending these weapons to Ukraine for a legitimate national security, United States interest, tell us. But if you're doing this because you're trying to cover up and keep happy people who understand your role in this massive scandal, then you damn well better tell us now because nobody trusts you anymore. Here, another screenshot from the piece. Manafort's work for Yanukovych caught the attention of veteran Democratic operative Alexandra Chalupa. This is the DNC pipe, folks. This is where Brennan and their people were flushing information through the DNC. It was about Paul Manafort, Trump's former campaign director, who had a footprint in Ukraine. Chalupa went on to work as a staffer, then as a consultant for who? Holy shit, the DNC. The DNC paid her over 400 grand a month. That's, uh, excuse me, 400 grand from uh, 2004 to 2016, according to FEC uh, records. Though she was paid by other clients during that time, including Democratic, quote, campaigns, folks, and the DNC's arm for engaging expatriate Democrats around the world. Holy shit. Like a spy network or something? Expatriate, expatriate Democrats, expats around the world? Hmm. He says, sounds totally legit to me. That's the DNC pipe. They targeted Manafort. Ukraine was knee deep in this whole thing. Here, one last one from this piece. While it's not uncommon for outside operatives to serve as intermediaries between government and reporters, one of the more damaging Russia-related stories for the Trump campaign, and certainly for Paul Manafort, can be traced more directly to, yes, sir, the Ukrainian government. There's Politico themselves telling you in 2017 that the most damaging story for the Trump campaign and the whole Russia hoax, that Paul Manafort, the campaign manager at the time, that he was managing this whole Russian operation to influence the Trump campaign, can be traced to? To the Ukrainian government. I want you to listen to General Kellogg yesterday. See how the Ukrainian government, Zelensky and everyone, they have all the cookies right now? Just give them up, guys. Just give them up. We can talk about the aid and the role. That's a different matter. It's a very serious matter. Don't don't assume I'm downplaying anything. I am not. But you got to come clean on this. 
You have to come. You owe us the truth. You have to come clean on this. Now I want to tie this to something else. What is the Brennan story, the Ukraine story, the UK's role, CIA London, and all of this have to do with this announcement yesterday about the Death Star from Russia? I want you to listen to Keith Kellogg here. Guy knows his stuff. He's a, he's a, he's a general. General Kellogg was on Fox yesterday speculating about what this could be about, the space laser, the space nuke, whatever it may be. But he mentioned something very specific, and this guy's in the know. I want you to pay very close attention to what he says about hypersonics. Check this out. There's other things to worry about uh, that I think are more and more important right now, because is that capability around? Is it in development? Do other nations mm-hmm. have it? I think yeah, you, you could probably go to, to the affirmative. It's the other things that we really don't know about. Hypersonics. Do they have something they've developed with hypersonics? What kind of space-based lasers are they using? That kind of criticality that I think should be leveled with the American people. Just tell them. Uh, General, let me ask you quickly just about something specific that Dan Hoffman said, that he he thinks that this could be all about Ukraine, that maybe Congressman Turner, the, the Chairman Turner, is upping the ante here about what will happen if Putin is able to prevail in Ukraine, he's a big supporter of this funding bill with the $60 billion in equipment for Ukraine. Could it be wrapped around that, as Dan was suggesting? You know, I, honestly, John, living in this town, the answer is yes. I mean, this is kind of the way they operate, which is really frustrating. And that is the reason why it's very important for the for the president of the United States to be able to declassify and say, this is what we're talking about, because those suspicions are going to grow, whether you like it or not. That's the way Washington, D.C. works. Oh, my gosh. There's so much in that clip you have no idea. Keep in mind, Kellogg, General Kellogg's been around forever. Nobody knows the inner working of the military, industrial complex, whatever you want to call it, better than this guy. No one. No one. He mentions hypersonics, that the Russians may have some advanced hypersonic technology. He also mentions that Mike Turner, who in the beginning of the show I discussed uh, Turner and this whole Russian deadly space weapon thing that came out. Turner's the one who pushed that out. Emmer all of a sudden delays this vote on spying because he knows he's in trouble because Gina Haspel and others are probably panicking right now trying to get rid of the MacGuffin. You see me tying this all together? Nothing's what they tell you. Oh, we're pulling a bill because there are some questions. No, you're pulling a bill because Gina Haspel's in a panic right now, probably with Jake Sullivan trying to make the MacGuffin go away. Why are they pushing the Ukraine funding bill? Because they probably want to hide at least a lot of Democrats, their role in Ukraine, a lot of Republican lobbyists, too, in all this shit that went down in Ukraine. But they also want to hide something bigger, especially the Democrats. And the Uniparty's playing into it. You notice what he said about Mike Turner? Mike Turner's a big supporter of the Ukraine bill. All of a sudden, a Russian laser. But he mentioned hypersonics. Where would the Russians have gotten some of that technology for hypersonic missiles? Remember I said earlier that Bill Priestep, the FBI guy, who is the second most important FBI official next to Comey, remember I told you in the piece that he was in charge of the Clinton investigation and the whole Trump spying up when he was in London, where Gina Haspel was in charge? He was the Clinton guy, too. Look at this piece by the great Diana West. Hillary's hypersonic missile gap. What? What is going on? Hillary, hypersonic missiles. You mean the hypersonic missiles? Are they part of the big space weapon thing we're all supposed to freak out about today and give $95 billion to Ukraine and other countries and, and, uh, and, and Israel and all this funding around the world and hundreds of billions or more? 
starting in May of 2010, the piece notes, Washington Examiner reported, drawing on emails obtained by Citizens United, that the Clinton Foundation staff pushed Hillary Clinton's State Department to approve a meeting between Bill Clinton and a powerful Russian oligarch. I thought they hated the Russians. As her agency, the State Department, lined up investors for a project under the oligarch's purview. So Hillary Clinton, as a Secretary of State, is pushing, or keep that up there, pushing Bill Clinton to go meet with this guy who's running a Russian technology project. I thought we hated the Russians. The guy's name was Victor Vexelberg of Renova, a Clinton Foundation donor. And the project under his purview was, remember this name, was Skolkovo, which was being built near Moscow. What was Skolkovo? Hillary's yeah. like, everybody get on board with Skolkovo. Bill Clinton's going to meet with the guy running it. It's so good. I thought they hated Russia. It's so weird. Everybody get on board. It's a technology thing. What happened in Skolkovo? Go to the next screenshot. If you could. So strange how a lot of these... Uh, a lot of these donors to the, uh, you got the next screenshot? Yeah. The shocking set of emails they note that the examiner reported on shows the nexus of Bill and Hillary Clinton's foundation. The Clinton investment, wasn't that being run by the FBI? Hillary Clinton's State Department, Bill Clinton and Vexelberg and Skolkovo. The Putin project to, quote, transfer Western technology to Russia that was championed and driven by, no way, Hillary Clinton. I thought they hated Russia, loved Ukraine. And the Daily Caller notes, what do you know, folks? 17 of the 28 tech companies that hitched up with Skolkovo also contributed to, holy shit, the Clinton Foundation. What a coincidence. Meanwhile, Barack Obama's support for Russian World Trade Organization membership made the whole global flow so much easier. I thought they hated Russia and loved Ukraine. Now Hillary's all about this. Russian Skolkovo project where they're going to transfer sensitive, sensitive technology. Yeah, it was a science fair. Yeah, not, you're right, Joe. Good points. It's not like they actually transferred anything. Wait, yeah. wait. Hold on, Joe's in my ear saying, "Dan, I, th I think." That yeah. Oh, they did transfer. Oh, shit! Yeah. That they note in the piece that the army, you know, our army, they put out a report on Skolkovo in 2012, released in 2013. To assess the implications of Skolkovo for U.S. policymakers. No. Although military activities, our Army noted, are not an official cluster of activity, the Skolkovo Foundation has, in fact, been involved in defense-related activities since December of 2011, <gasps> when it approved the first weapons-related project, the development of, holy shit, hypersonic cruise missile engines. D wow. Oh. That's who would have thunk it? The project is in a response to the U.S. Department of Defense hypersonics program. It's almost like they used it to steal technology. Diana notes, fast forward to November of 2016, shortly after Trump was elected president, when the U.S. Air Force released a report on, no way, the Russian and Chinese hypersonic missile threat to the United States. Your biggest threat to your life right now is your own government. No, I mean it. The national security of the United States was sold out for years by Bill and Hillary Clinton through Uranium One, the Skolkovo Project. Bill, Bill Priestep and the FBI investigated this thing. They made the whole thing go away. They were then used, the FBI, willingly, by the way, as a conduit to spy and set up Donald Trump as a Russian agent because Donald Trump started asking questions about all this stuff. Don't you find it a little bit incredible that we actually 
funded through technology transfers, Skolkovo, and various other efforts to kiss Putin's ass through the Democrat Party and some uniparty Republicans. We funded this Russian operation. In essence, in the beginning, we made this where the Russian military is more powerful because we didn't get in their way. We actually pushed them along. And now all of a sudden, the same people just completely flip sides and now have their Ukraine pins on all the time and they want hundreds of billions of dollars for Ukraine when Ukraine was knee deep in the plot to take out Donald Trump. Now you see why they needed a look. Donald Trump's a Russian spy story and John Brennan and Obama were in such a panic. Folks, you can look all this up. The Skolkovo report, hypersonic missile transfers, the threat yesterday about hypersonics and nuclear weapons from space. We were knee deep in all of this. The FBI knew about it and the FBI did jack shit because it was Hillary Clinton and the Democrats. They were too busy being used to spy on Donald Trump through the FISA courts as John Brennan flushed a bunch of bullshit down to the mushroom farm FBI. The mushroom farm, as we said yesterday. Feed them shit and keep them in the dark. Don't tell them where any of this stuff came from. And they flushed it down a bunch of non-official pipes and they wasted years of our lives while the Russians, knowing, by the way, full well that we have all this stuff, decided to invade Ukraine because they know there's nothing Biden can do about it. The biggest threat to you right now is your own government. It's a damn shame. Folks, thanks to everyone again who picked up my book. Uh, just a quick note, uh, I do have a book signing this weekend in Alabama, Opelika, Alabama, this Saturday at 11 a.m. Central Time at, uh, yeah, Books a Million at 2243 Tigertown Parkway. Uh, tickets go fast, so check it out. Reserve your spot by uh, pre-purchasing there. Check that out. You'll see it. Uh, but if you want to just show up and say hello, I'm happy to uh, you know take some selfies and everything. So uh, hopefully I'll see you this Saturday, February 17th, 11 a.m. Central Time in Opelika, Alabama. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks to everyone who picked up Follow the Money yesterday, too. I promise it's worth your time, especially Chapter 1. It's been a busy couple of days, folks. More for you tomorrow. A lot more. See you then. See you on the radio show in a little bit. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.